Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a podcast by Trey, where we figure out how to manage this thing called life. I am your host, Trey, and facilitator of this podcast. I hope that your week has been great. Hope that you are enjoying the episodes that is going on with the podcast by Trey, and that you are um, doing well. Anyways, we are on Anchor, FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and in any other streaming platforms that has podcasting, you can find us there. Um, subscribe so you can get the links early. Comment, share. Let me know how you feel about the episodes. And then some. Um, appreciate the guys' support. Appreciate all of the um, the feedback I've been getting as well in regards to the podcast. And we just hope to keep managing and pushing on. As the time goes on um, When I set out to do this podcast um, I, 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 I was I wanted to make it a mixture of everything Involved social work That I could um, From mental health From stress From life From um, Different themes that involve mental health uh, Social issues I wanted to encompass all of that in one And um I'm hoping that I'm not leading you guys astray with the last couple of episodes. I'm hoping that, you know, you, you still have an understanding about what this podcast is about and where we're going with it. And um, again, it's still a social work podcast. A social work encompasses, encompasses the whole person and not just one thing. So you'll see different topics come about. You'll see different um, different um episodes that that go into detail outside of just mental health um outside of just you know stress or whatever so just want people to be mindful of that you know and um forgive me if i may have led you astray with that so with that said um wanted to talk about being a black male social worker and um talk about my experience so far i've been in the field of social work for almost um let's see 14 15 five years now coming up on five years in may and um it has been a journey i i you know i've been in the field of mental health for almost 10 years um but as a practicing social worker for five and it has been a journey um most know that it's not many black male social workers even though we have a lot of upcoming black male social workers um a lot of male social workers that are doing great things right now it's not a lot of us and um that can be scary at times and so when i entered into this field i i well let me just say this when i entered into the field of behavioral health and in in another aspect i started in psychology and um when i decided to go into social work i figured that it wasn't going to be a lot of one a lot of men in the field but two, not a lot of black men in the field. And so oftentimes when I went to my programs, my social work program in grad school, you know, I was the only black guy there. And I have for majority of my time have been the only black male in a lot of different spaces, whether it's been uh, conferences, whether it's been uh, employment, whether it's been, you know, trainings, um, things of that nature is it's it's i've been the only one and i've gotten used to it but it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel away from me um and doesn't get tiring at times and so you know i try to lean back and connect to um 
the guys that I've linked with on Facebook groups with the black male social work group, black male therapist group. Um, and, and I've connected and reached out to multiple um, social workers and uh, mental health professionals uh, that have been in the field that are black, that are men all across the country and um, made those actual connections with them so that I can feel somewhat um, like that I have a, a space that I have a, a connection with somebody that's been there and, and, and done what have I've done. And so, you know, sooner rather than later, I want to be that voice and be that actual um, individual for up and coming black male social workers to 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 lean on um, as they, you know, matriculate throughout this field. And so I also want to be that that fixture, too, for any um, black women social workers who may feel the same way, because my black colleague, my black women colleagues, they they I've, I've, I've sat with them and that I spoke with them about their their ills and the way they feel about how they're treated in the field and i've seen the mistreatment of black women in the field as well so it's very important for me to stick up for my black women too so i want to be that fixture for black men and black women but i also you know i really have a fixture of uh, emphasis for black men because you know being a black man in america is tough as and of itself it's just a, a barrier it's a it's kind of crazy to say that but being a black male in america is a barrier almost and so when you don't have the black male camaraderie um, around you in any aspect of what you're doing whether it be just uh, a career professional whatever professional field you're in whether it be just like you know fathers um whatever role that you, you you put on you know if you don't have that black man camaraderie beside you it becomes very lonely and it becomes difficult to manage um going through this life and so you know as i as i go through this episode i, I just want to make sure that you know there's an understanding around why it's so important to have these black space these spaces for black men because oftentimes we don't have many spaces to to come um, to meet up with or to to conjure up or to to run stuff by or to to vent um to express our emotions express our thoughts and i'll talk about more of that in another episode um about black men and, and mental health but we don't have these spaces because oftentimes the spaces that we do have are in places where it's um it's it's kind of it's more negative reinforcement than it is positive. So that might be the club. That might be um, in jail. Uh, that might be in, in the streets or in, in, in actual, you know, neighborhood poverty, trauma, violence around. Um, it might be on the field um, or, or on the hardwood or the basketball court, which can be positive as well. But how can we translate that same energy, you know, outside of that? And so. Um, I, I made it my, my business since last year and, and, and years prior to that. Um, just kind of been more so um, building from the, the grassroots era. But um, I made it my business within my friend group um, and then also within my professional spaces to give black men the opportunity to 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 um, vent, to heal, to to run ideas, to, to, to just be vulnerable um, with me or within my, my friend groups. And I'm very supportive of those actual um, spaces. I'm very sensitive about those spaces. And I do the same for black women um, because I'm married to a black woman. Um, I'm raising a black woman. I was raised by black women. 
So I have no choice but to do the same thing for women as well. And so when it comes to social work, um, I don't know, got got off topic a little bit, I doubt doubt that, but when it comes to social work, um, we, um, like I said, my, my grad school program, I went to George Mason University. I'm pretty sure if I went to a more predominantly black school, I would probably have more, um, more individuals or black men that were in the program. Um, but even, even, even speaking to some of my colleagues, um, my women colleagues, they tell me there's a, it's like a couple guys here and there in these programs, whether it be a graduate level or doctorate level. And so, you know, my first experience in really understanding that you're still facing different, excuse me, you're still facing um, a system that people are getting into this helping profession as a social work profession, but not understanding um, the plight of African-Americans, especially the black man was when, you know, I had a, a class one time and we was in there and um, I think we had to do a biopsychosocial assessment on a movie character for one of our favorite movies. And um, I chose Boys in the Hood and I chose Trey from Boys in the Hood. And I did a biopsychosocial on that. I presented about it um, because in, in Boys in the Hood, I mean, of course, if you watch that, there are many social implications in this, this actual uh, movie, whether it be poverty, violence, trauma, gang related um, things of that nature um, that we face. And it was given a glimpse into what was what was it like for black individuals in, you know, in, in, in was it Compton, Compton or Crenshaw. And so. As I did this in class, I was talking about it in class, you know, this this white girl, she came up to me afterwards and she said, um, and again, guys, I have plenty of white colleagues, plenty of white friends that understand this plight. So don't start trying to attack me about that. Anyways. Um, and so she came up to me and she said, I never knew Boys in the Hood was a authentic, real movie. I thought it was something of a parody in regards to you know the stuff that was going on and i said no that's that's, never been that i said that they have ones like that but i said that was a real movie about real stuff and she was you know ultimately she was very um she was very you know happy to understand that but it, it it really took me back because as i looked around the classroom again i'm the only black guy here um maybe with a couple of black women and it's like dang i'm still educating within the system and so for a profession that is supposed to be um standing up with people who are disadvantaged or who are racially discriminated against um you know i think that there's still room for us to to address even more the barriers that black people face we stand up for all other ethnicities and all other social groups and agendas and i feel like there's still a gap in regards to african-americans um and so you know luckily i had some good black professors there um black women though they were black women they were um well respected and and you know i loved you know learning from them and they were amazing in my grad program you know, of course, I had some, you know, white professionals, um, white professors, too, that were very, were very 
you know, good too. But I really cherished my black professionals, my black professors, and um, but they were they were black women, and so I didn't ever had a chance to, you know, learn from a black man in the field, and so, you know, that's important to me going forward as I you know matriculate through my my actual career is giving back in that sense to to help some more black men to come into this field because this field has opportunity to um to 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 address that and, and really push that narrative with the amount of new black male social workers that's coming in and so even in that you know the grad school period you know i was maybe like i, I was in i did the policy track and um you know i did find another black you know black guy that was in, in the program he's a licensed clinical social worker now and um there was another guy in there too but i, I really think you know my graduating class maybe it was like 10 10 of us maybe 10 men I think we had like two hundred something, three hundred something. It was it was a pretty big school, I think. But it was um, yeah, it was probably maybe like I say ten, if that, ten. And um, so then you, as a result, you go into the field, right? Until so you go into the field. And so I went to my first field, my first job postgraduate, um, which was doing crisis therapy. And even in crisis therapy, uh, I was the only black guy, um, on a team full of women. Um, mixed with you know white women and black women and then I'm the only guy and so even in the agency the agency um, it was maybe one black male clinician in the agency um, outside of me and he was an outpatient and so I often have really difficult times um, there were times where and I still have these days where my supervisor, who was a white woman, couldn't relate to the things that I was seeing. So, of course, she's a social worker. She's been in the field, you know, much longer than me. She would see it from this perspective. And I would see it from a completely different perspective um, from a black man's perspective. And there was a, not a lack of understanding um, in regards to how I would view that. I often felt as though... I, as a social worker, would um, would be more sensitive to certain topics than than everyone else. You know, when the police brutality situation was going on um, and kind of matriculated into the um, after a couple of years after, like that was like 2012 ish, um, 2013 ish, because I was in grad school when it was going on, you know to go to a job where you primarily work with law enforcement and you've also been racially profiled you've been a victim you've been where some of these victims um who've deceased you've been in their shoes before um when you've had run-ins with the local authorities the local law enforcement authorities that you you now work with that is you know can be very traumatic and and, and overly sensitive um when when, when doing the work and, and nobody else could relate to that, you know, outside of my, my women, co- my black women colleagues, but my supervisor couldn't relate to that. She, she wasn't aware of that. And I felt alone sometimes, a lot of times because th- there was, there was no understanding. And even when I was to vent or I talked about these situations where I talked about, I, I couldn't talk about these barriers because there was like a lack of understanding or there was miscommunication in the understanding as if it was something else and so you know it's it's difficult to be in a a position where 
you 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 working with law enforcement you on the social side you want to speak up and speak out against police brutality but you have to go to that you know when you go to work tomorrow you have to deal with law enforcement who you're ultimately in, a, in, a, in essence talking about and it puts you in a very 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 tight spot that no other you know ethnicity or person can really relate to outside of black women and you know when i and then there were times where because i just feel like black i just feel like black professionals black mental health professionals black social workers look at social issues from a different lens because we lived it we live all of the different social issues that we're trying to address versus our you know our white counterparts because although some of them may have right they some of them may have lived some of those social issues they have never been of of a came from a, a oppressed people you know so for african americans they've been oppressed for 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 centuries and for us to get into this profession that honestly really wasn't really created for us in mind um and to to get in there our sense of of of, of help our sense of um understanding is is different than 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 our, than our white counterparts and it's always going to be like that and it's why we probably will be best suited in the field because we come from a place of oppression you know we we've lived from a place of oppression and 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 we are still constantly battling um how to manage these microaggressions or these social issues that plague us um on a daily basis and so you know within that stuff that makes the that if you don't have a supervisor and there was no black male supervisors around for me so i really had to um once i got i really got fed up and i switched supervisors um during a a period of time where you know my my old supervisor was transitioning to a new new role um i was really scared i had another white you know white woman social worker as my supervisor but she was understanding she was cool she was allowing me to 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 get out my 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 frustrations and anger um because i i really said that i said what do you do when you don't have um somebody that looks like you that understands the plight that understands how you're approaching the work and and, and understand that there's a whole police brutality issue going on i work with law enforcement every day and oh by the way i've been racially profiled who, who, who understands that for the first time i'm speaking with a black parent and their child is um you know very they, they have a mental health condition that's putting their um life in danger or somebody else's life in danger and they have to be handcuffed and put in an actual um cop car and then put into a psychiatric hospital after everything that's went on in america around police brutality like who who actually can address who, who can speak to that you can't speak to that you're white you don't understand that and that puts additional um that's additional uh how you say work on me as a clinician because now i'm i'm dealing with three different issues at once 
Versus with my white counterpart, they will only be dealing with it at one single time. They were just dealing with the situation at hand. I gotta realize, I gotta, you know, I have to deal with that that side of it from a clinician standpoint. Then from a black male clinician standpoint. Then from a social issue standpoint. Then oh by the way, I gotta make sure I make it home because this might could be me that looks like the person that was on the TV um, last week that got shot and killed by a police officer. Where do we go? And that becomes exhausting over time. And 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 I hate it. I hate it to see because I was dealing with, you know, in my, in my, in my work, I had to, you know, um, you know, there were times where we could commit people to a psychiatric hospital voluntarily or involuntarily. And so they had to go by handcuffs, you know, by law enforcement, law enforcement transports you to these hospitals. Luckily, they passed a bill. Um, not too long ago that allows it to um, alternative transportation where they don't do the handcuffs. It's like a company that contracts out that will take you to um, these psychiatric hospitals. That's, that's been piloted. Um, that's, and I'm so glad to see that because you, you look at the way we, we was doing it. It was very criminal. It was, a, it was criminalizing this, the, the, the mental health system, but also criminalizing you being um, not well um, from a mental standpoint. And so, um, but who was uh, <clears throat> I would I would hate it. I used to hate. It. I used to hate it. I used to hate it so much. I hated it so much. Putting people in. I I hated putting people in handcuffs in the first place. But I really hated it for black people because what was going on and socially in the news and police brutality. And, and officers, you know, like killing, you know, black men, black women. And it was just like, I just really, that affects you. And that affects you and only you. But you still got to work and do this nine to five thing. And so that that became an issue for me. And um, I still, I still never found a black male um, supervisor, but, you know, I have a black woman one now and I can I can kind of go back to when I found these different groups that are helpful for me. But it's hard because, you know, even as I matriculate to different agency, uh, I again am the black male, only black male um, clinician. And, you know, those that are black, they're even nurses or, you know, um, they work in well, what I work at now the provider, the health system, they employ a lot of African-Americans, but the African-Americans hold different roles. A lot of them hold more cafeteria roles. Um, but let me not just say that. I, I won't say that. I just know in my clinic, I'm the only black male, <laughs> you know, provider, mental health provider in another sense. And so when I'm working with my population, Again, because see, only, only thing too about being a male, a man, like you know, what I'm saying you're, you're, you, you now become the. I've always been the the person in 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 the agency that something's going wrong. Can you come over here real quick and help me? Um, can you can you come just stand with me real quick? Um, because this patient is out of control. Can you come talk to this patient real quick? Because he's being a little aggressive and out of control. Any type of aggressive, or. And I'm, a, I guess I'm a large guy. I'm like six one, two something, and um, you know, you you, 
you get into that car now. So it's like, oh, man, well, you're a male. You're a black male. You could probably relate to these kids. And you could probably relate to this. See, that's the other thing. It goes straight to the kids. It's like, oh, you can do great with the kids. And then it's like, well, I, you know, I want to work with the kids, but I want to work adults with too. You know, so you get pigeonholed. You get pigeonholed as a when you're a black male social worker because automatically you're supposed to be somebody's mentor. Um, you're supposed to be somebody's mentor. You're supposed to be somebody's, um, you work well with the youth. Um, and then you're a, 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 almost a security guard as well in those settings. And that's limiting in scope because I'm a great clinician. I know my practice. I know my my field of social work. I know different interventions. I know different theories. I know different um, therapeutic techniques. I'm not just a mentor, a bodyguard or I work great with the youth. And we have to stop pigeonholing our black men for just that. Especially ones that's doing good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The ones that do good, we pigeonhole them into the same pigeonhole that we pigeonhole every black successful um person, black male successful person. And I get it. I understand it. I get it. You know, but I'm I'm more than a mentor or a bodyguard. I'm I'm more than just somebody that works well with the youth. And I want to tackle the complex issues. I want to tackle um, the reasons why, you know, black men don't go to see, go to therapy, why they don't work, why they don't take care of themselves. Um, the, 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 the black men that are incarcerated and the trauma that they've went through, what has affected them as a childhood from the childhood all the way to adulthood, what has affected them um, from a masculinity standpoint, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be an African-American man in America? I want to address those issues because if I can address those issues, then I can possibly help men make a change to be better men so they can be better men to the younger generation, to their children coming up. And also work with those actual children and teenagers coming up as well. But my in my experience with being that in social work is it's is is it's been good but it's been tough it's been a tough road due to all these different barriers and there has to be more space for us as black men in this field and there has to be more understanding and education around what it means to be a black man in the field of social work what does it mean to be a black professional what does it mean to be a black clinician what is it this this whole ideal um stigma around what we are supposed to be doing in the field of social work or in the field of mental health is that's limited in scope because those things can get taxing i got to a point in my last job where i feel i felt just and and, and probably prior to that but i just felt undermined i felt undermined because i felt my 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 intelligence was being assaulted i felt as though my education and my 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 nice nature was being taken for weakness or was being taken uh taken for granted of because i was so nice and so calm and so friendly um that was being taken 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 advantage of and for us as black men when we feel like we've been taken advantage of or we've been insulted our first thing is the is anger and we snap 
And so, but even in the mix of that, let's say our first component is to we isolate or we just lose interest for fear of retaliation. See, that is the other piece of this, too, is that us black men in social work, since there are not a lot of black men in this position, we 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 have to walk in a different manner. We have to put on this different face and this different demeanor every time we walk into these agencies. The only people that can say that is black women, and they have to do it 10 times harder than we do. But for us, we have to put that on every single day. And um, we put that on every single day in combination to the stuff I just talked about earlier. Um, and that weighs on you. That weighs, that weighs, that weighs. So much so to the point where, you know, you're supposed to be carrying regular stuff from the job. Now you're carrying 10 times the weight because so many other things are, are, are in place for you. I can't, I can't be the, 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 the black male social worker that, that, that spazzes on my supervisor or goes off at an agency for, um, for feeling like he's being undermined or feeling like he's being disrespected or feeling like he's being treated unfairly. Because once I do that, then the narrative switches from, Oh, well, Trey was, was in social work. And he was such a great um, employee. And he was so calm. And he did his work. Well, it switches from, he's the angry black man who exploded on his white supervisor. And that can ruin my whole career in this field. I may be justified, but from a from an outside standpoint, it, it ruins my 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 reputation. And I I really I felt myself getting to that point last year that I was going to explode because I just really really felt undermined. This was after I wrote a book and was doing X Y and Z in community, just feeling like I was not <laughs> being taken seriously. In, the, in 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 this agency and um you know had to make a business decision to to change that before something went south so i will tell you know incoming social workers that are black men coming into this field if you can find yourself a black male social worker that's been in this field for a while link up with them soon as you can soon as you can and you know, luckily, too, I found my, you know, I found a therapist and I should have had a therapist a long time ago, but I keep saying that. But I found a therapist. He's also a black male social worker. Probably one of the best decisions I ever made, <laughs> you know, from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint, because I can talk to him on both ends and he understands. Um, so I would say the second thing, the first thing is find you a, a, a black male social worker that's been in the, the field for a while if you can't find one of them find you a black woman social worker you know that's been in the field because she'll give you some gems too you know and um the second is find a, find you a therapist find you a therapist and um i would say find you a therapist that that can work with you with the work that you do because 
I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you, you, you'll, you'll be fine. Like, because you're going to find a therapist. They're probably going to be a social worker or LPC. I, I wanted to go with a social worker because I felt like a social worker would understand a social worker versus a LPC. Because we just have different, different, you know, way we do stuff. But I would find you, I find you a therapist. Find you a therapist. So find you somebody that's been in the field for, you know, like a mentor or, or something like a supervisor that's been in the field for a while that's black man, that's a black man or a black woman if you can't find a black man. Find you a therapist that is um, someone in your field, social worker or LPC. But, you know, we just talk about social work. So find you a, a social worker or a therapist. Surround yourself with other black men that's in the field or black women that's in the field. Both, actually. Surround yourself with black men and black women that's in the field. Find as many as you can. I don't care if you have to be through Facebook, you know. Y'all create a group chat, group text, whatever. Just find yourself. Find that. Because that's going to to help when the the cases get tough and none of your white colleagues can understand it. You know what I'm saying? Or 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 you 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 none of your colleagues can finish your sentences. You can't even explain what you feeling, what you feeling something, and your black, you know, your black colleagues can say, you know what, yeah, nah, 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 I feel you. I feel you now. Nah, this, this is, this is that. I've done. I've been there before. I've done that before. This is how I dealt with it. Um, you and and then and, and, and then create. The last thing is is create times for self care. So times for self care, um, meaning establishing good boundaries. Um, that's and that's the kind of the model I give to all income mental professional and social work. Establishing good boundaries now, before you get into the field. Like before you even graduate, establish boundaries right now between um, personal and career. You know, create create things to look forward to throughout the day and throughout the week. And and, and don't be afraid to say no. Even if you just begin in the field, don't be afraid to say no. It's going to save you a lot of headache, a lot of stress um, down the line. And, and 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 build in time for hobbies and families and friends build in time for hobbies family family hobbies and friends build in time for that sounds like a lot but those are the couple of things you want to do if you're a black social worker right you know black male social worker same could be apply for black women too you know coming into the field but I, I just think because because you know until we get to a point where we've created a solid solid space for us in this field, um, we're always going to feel like this. And I know we have like, um, different, um, national black social workers associations, um, around the United States of America. And I haven't gotten to our local one just yet. Cause I haven't found the time to sit down and get with them. But I know once I get into that, you know, it'll be a, another breath of fresh, fresh air. So you might want to think about joining a national, um, Whatever local chapter that you have for a National Association for Black Social Workers, NABSW, you may want to think about joining that, too, um, because then there you'll have the elders, um, the older social workers mixed with, you know, people who've been in it, who's new and been in it for a while that you can gain insight from. And so I didn't know anything about the National Association for Black Social Workers until um, I was looking up something one day. I just really ran across them. And say I need to, I've been saying I need to join and get in touch with them for years. Just haven't sat down the time and got to do it, got time to do it. Things got busy, had a family, you know. So 
think about that too as well, man. But you you know, you come into this field, like this field wasn't created for us. So we have to create our own space and own environment in this field. Um and until that is really, really done, um, you know, there's gonna be some struggle. There's gonna be some times where you're you're tired, there's gonna be some times where you wanna quit, you wanna give up. There's some times where you just wanna quit the field altogether. Um but you know, making sure that you put those things in place is definitely going to be helpful for you. Um, and some things that I wish I would have jumped into or, or thought about early on. But I think some of the stuff wasn't as prominent as it is now, too, uh, as far as different groups and different people. But I wish I would looked up more black, you know, male social. Workers. I wish I would have just stayed in contact with the, my professors Um develop more relationship with them sat under them for a little bit longer um because i wasn't aware um that my first job was going to be that intense from a personal and career standpoint but at the same time i kind of you know i some of the stuff I, I couldn't predict anyway you know so um salary salary can look a little bit different i was luckily to to do some do some pretty good with my my salary is pretty good coming out of school so that's, i think that's about location and agency um and plus i had experience working in the mental health field before i got my my master's too so i had three years in so that can that can play a factor too i haven't seen too many realm salary um disparities for for black men because the for 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 men in the field of mental health it's 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 so needed and once one comes through they're going to do anything they can to get you in there now about maintaining that <laughs> that's that comes the barrier that comes the barrier maintaining it um because all of the stuff that comes with it like we talked about earlier they'll get you in the door and they'll pay you they'll compensate you but maintaining your sanity while you're in it is is is, is, is it looks different it looks different but the salary is there that's the crazy thing about it. demand is there but it's just the ongoing maintenance of it is going to be the issue so um but still I, I love this field i love being in this field i love the work that i do i think i still will be doing something around helping people even if i wasn't in the field regardless i just think it's my calling i've loved helping people anyway so i can't escape it and so i might as well do it from a foremost aspect and educational aspect and and do it from a professional career standpoint so that's what i did so um feel free to hit me up if you know if you have any questions if you're an upcoming social worker and you just want to learn more um or you just want somebody to talk to um i can if I, my schedule is permitted clear enough i definitely can shoot you some text or whatever and, and just chop it up um you know reach out you know it's something we're, we're out here we're doing stuff there are black men out here and social work that are doing some things man we're doing some great things so feel free to reach out for us but again um, all my listeners, you can find us on Anchor FM. Um, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other streaming pod- um, platforms that do podcasting. We're on that. Like, share, subscribe, comment what you think about this episode. Let me know how you feel about it. If it's something that you want to talk about, want to hear about, please do not hesitate to hit me up. I hope that you guys have a great week, and I will see you soon. <laughs>